Welcome, Eric Canfield. Thank you so much for joining us on Finding Strength with Ant today podcast. Today, I am happy to tell you that we have Eric Canfield with us, who is actually my son. And one of the right. reasons that we are starting with this interview is because I know I always talk about that whenever there's no failure, it's only feedback. And Eric is actually an acting student. I'm going to let him tell a little bit of his story. So, Eric, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I started acting when I was four. And uh, I've just sort of been acting ever since. I uh, gone, yeah, I got on stage for the first time when I was four. And I did it throughout like my entire life. And now I go to the University of North Carolina School of the Arts for acting. Uh, and I'm currently a third year there. And um, yeah, I am uh, I'm an actor and a writer. Um, and um, yeah, so that is fantastic. So Eric, I have to ask because I know that I give this story about director feedback. And I would love when we are in the workplace, it would be so wonderful if we could continually give people feedback the way that directors give feedback to actors uh, during a scene and kind of have that retake mode. Wow. So tell us a little bit about your journey of being receptive to that feedback and how that has progressed for you as the years have gone on. Yeah, well, I think when I was really young, it was hard to process because I was really little. So I, A, I wasn't really given as much feedback and B, um, I was a, I was a kid, so I didn't really understand the difference between like personal and professional um, uh, criticism. So I think that really only it's been in college when uh, you're receiving feedback all the time from a bunch of different professors. Do you really uh, start to like create like uh, a mechanism for yourself to understand or try to just like take yourself out of it, which is so hard because, you know, at, you're an actor. So you're 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 you are the 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 thing that they're critiquing like you you are selling you so um i it just um yeah i think that throughout the year you just have to develop thick skin it's sort of something that you have to do um and just you you sort of are forced to understand that it's not about you it's about um the the final product it's like you and the director whoever it may be are working together to create something that is bigger than both of you so i think you just have to like understand that like it's not about you, especially being now I've like casted a few things and been on the other side of the table. And it's just so not personal. It's so not about the the act, the person. It's just about um what they're looking for. So um yeah, it's just a it's a collaboration. So that's fantastic. And again, it's one of those things where I wish we could do that in every workplace to be able to help even employees and managers understand that. So tell me tell us a little bit about the process that you use when you bring a character to the stage what does that process look like for you eric um so we're taught a method at school our first year called practical aesthetics which is partially created by our dean scott ziegler um and it's uh, a method of um breaking down uh the uh a character scene by scene into what they want uh and like an essentialized version of what they're going after in each scene to make it really short there's like a bunch of steps but anyways it gets down to um 
just what the character wants. Um, and so I think that the biggest thing, the uh, something that uh, Scott said a lot our first year is that all a, a person is or a character is is a set of um, tactics. So like, uh, um, like, like you, a person is um that when you're going after something you want and when you're acting you're always trying to like activate the the scene and figure out like what the person you're playing wants and um tactics obviously ta- a tactic is like a way to get that and a character is just a set of tactics like a character is just somebody that has a certain way that they go about getting what they want um so the way that you that, that I think that is helpful to bring someone to the stage is to to you can transform but also bring yourself to it by doing the play to its full potential meaning like that you're playing those tactics you're you're in, within the set of tactics that the character would use but if you're like I don't know like a tactic is like is like begging the character is begging in that moment because they are the character but Eric like me only begs in like a particular way but like eric in the if it were real life i would i maybe i wouldn't beg in that moment um but there the, it's kind of like a meeting of like how you can transform into the character become the character i guess but also bring you to it um and it's just like how would i do what the character does in the play um so yeah that's very fascinating, Eric, because when you talk about that, you you mentioned regarding what the character wants and and uh-huh. how how they're gonna get what they want out of that moment. And I know that a couple of things that we've talked about on previous episodes is the importance of recognizing that when we're in the workplace or even when we're in a relationship of recognizing something from the other person's point of view of how can we look at it from their eyes. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like when you're looking at that character, it's something similar, right? Of what does the character want, right? Yeah, you're you're trying to understand how the person goes about getting what they want. Right. That's very that's very awesome. I really appreciate it. It's a great explanation and and definitely new to me of, of what I know about acting. So, Eric, being that we talk about finding strength and how we become resilient. Can you share with us a little bit about what one of your greatest obstacles have been? Yeah. Um, well, actually, I had um, a lisp for um, a long time. Uh, from uh, Well, actually, I don't know why I'm saying it like you don't know. But I had a lisp um, for um, a, a long time from like, I don't know, like what, like third grade or something, right? Yeah, that's correct. From third grade to my junior year of high school and we went to see a speech pathologist and she told us that we're going to have to go see her in person six times. It was a very, it was like a pretty severe lisp on words. It was a lateral lisp, which means that the, the air was exploding out the sides of my mouth instead of coming out the front. Um, and, uh, I, uh, just over, I, I just did it. I, I figured out how to make my mouth form in the way that is correct. And I just like drilled it while we were uh, at home with covid um and then by the time i came out i had um gotten rid of the list so we're not that i think that it's i think that i'd like that'd be nice if we could move to a place in society where it wouldn't really matter if i had a lisp but for the time being um 
it's 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 uh it's something that I'm glad I overcame. And that was going to be my question: is what was that motivation that said oh, I have to figure this out and I've got to get this fixed? What was yeah, that motivation that, for you? Yeah, I just I I think that it just it's easier as an actor. It's like easier it's easier to be understood. It's it's something that shouldn't stand in people's way if they're going to be actors, but you know it's just unfortunately like that's just I, I have to be able to speak as as clearly as possible in the way that ever, that that other people talk and form words. So yeah, that Very was my good. motivation. So I know Eric that as an actor, the acting community there's a, probably a lot of socialization. Can you tell us a little bit about your circle of influence? Mm-hmm. Of the um, folks around you that help you. Yeah, I have like a, a close knit group of like, like maybe like seven um, really close friends. So, yeah. And I know when we talked about this concept of director feedback, do you have a story at all that you can share with us about a moment that might not have gone so well, or maybe a moment that had gone well that um, you recall for your memory? Um. I had a moment with a director where I wasn't really understanding. He kept on telling, I was like watching the scene was that I was react. I was just watching another scene. Like, like the, these two girls were talking and then I was just sitting there for like a long time. And I didn't have any lines or anything. Cause also in the, the way it was the way the, the world of the play is that I was like, I was watching the scene as if one of the girls was like telling me the story of the scene. So I, 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 I not, I'm not technically there in the scene. So anyway, he kept on telling me to make my reaction like bigger and bigger. And eventually I was just like, okay, well, do you want me to ad lib then on top of the scene? And he was like, yes. Um, and then that's what he, I guess what he was looking for was like an ad lib. Um, and it's just funny. I just didn't, it's just like, you never really know what they want. Cause I would never have expected him to like ask me to add, add more words in the scene but um i was happy to do it it was really fun but I, it just just it was sort of yeah so you also mentioned eric that you are writing and that you write something are you writing anything right now yeah i'm finishing up um a play right now called um nine cavities which is about um uh these people that are fake um that pretend to be dentists um for money um and it's about it's a play that's sort of about group think uh and it's like a, it's a big it's like a, a big farce so oh. i'm excited about that and so that should be done in a few weeks the first fantastic. draft fantastic and before we let you go i do have to ask you one question just because i have the insiders information on this i want you to share with our uh, with our audience regarding find the light from your director from so many years ago if you can bring us into that moment of how that came to be well, well, it, 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 it's just that we were, I guess we were having a, a director. I had a director a, a long time ago. I was in like six, I was like in like sixth grade and he was like, keep on trying to find people to like find their, their light. And when we were teching the show, which is like, you just have to find where you are so that the, the light, like a spotlight can hit you. And, um, uh, eventually he just started like screaming at people to find their light. Uh, but I wasn't one of those people. So, because uh, I can always find my um, my light. Okay, I love that. I, I have to share with you, I love that story because I definitely want to end the podcast today 
that may each of us recognize where our strength is and find our light in our life so that we can be resourceful. Do you have anything else to share with our audience today, Eric, before we let you go? I don't think so. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast of Finding Strength with Anne.